1: you guys break up over whatever you break up over or was it your choice or her yes. choice
2: uh, it was my choice more uh, because of my family uh, I was living with my aunt my uncle at the time going to school at night and my aunt was letting me live there at the time and it, the house rules were her rules this is the plate of Alicia She says
3: she and the defendant briefly dated, then reconnected, and she loaned him money, and he refuses to return it. The guy has a good job. He has a baby on the way. And if he has money for those things, he has money to pay her back. She's suing for $3,000, the amount of the loans. This is the defendant, Robert. He says he and the plaintiff were dating and they're both into cars and they would buy and sell them. She never loaned him any money. He has no idea why his ex is suing him because he doesn't owe her a thing and she should just leave him alone already. He's accused of vexing an ex. All parties,
2: please raise your right hand.
3: What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge
2: Marilyn Millian in our forum, The People's Court. The People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is not presiding. But have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas.
4: You're
5: welcome. All
1: right. Ms. Alicia, you're suing your former boyfriend, Mr. Robert, for $3,000, a statutory max. You say you're actually at $3,900. Okay. Um, how did you come to loan your then-boyfriend $3,900?
6: I lent him money for a truck he was going to fix up. How much? Uh, it was initially $2,000, and then I lent him another 1200 for rent. And when did you lo- when did you
1: when did you loan him the two thousand? Um September twenty-eighth, twenty seventeen. Two thousand seventeen, okay. Correct. And then when did you loan him the twelve hundred?
6: dollars October sixteenth, twenty seventeen. And the two hundred? Uh November ninth, two thousand seventeen.
1: And the five hundred?
6: It was around Christmas time of that year. I don't I think that was in cash. I don't have dates for that. And it wasn't a Christmas present? No, no. He was uh, using it to buy other people Christmas presents. Did
1: he have a job?
6: Uh, Intermittently. Um, He was an electrician at the time.
1: Um, Why were you giving him more and more money when he hadn't paid off the original money?
6: To to fix the car that he was working on. So we were going to make a profit on the truck originally.
1: And then what happened with that truck?
6: Uh, after we broke up, I don't know what
1: happened to it. I know he ended up fixing it up and I think he sold it. And did you ever see any money f- profit from the truck? No. Okay. So you feel he owes you the statutory maximum is what you're suing for. Cause you can't sue for more, but according to you, you're out 3,900. And what say you to that, Mr. Robert?
2: Yeah. It was so long ago to, uh, 2017 at the time I was, uh, working as an electrician, as she stated, um, we were Originally, we, we dated and we were engaged back in 2005 uh, when we were both in the Army overseas together. Uh, I came home after the deployment and my plan was to move back to Germany. Uh, when I had the plan to move back to Germany, I didn't, at the time, I didn't know my grandmother was ill. Uh, she was keeping it from my family. Came home, found out she was sick, stayed here for a little while. Whatever happened between whatever happened in Germany and whatever happened here, we, it, things didn't work out. Uh, We lost touch, and then in, I'd say August, September 2017, uh, it was around my birthday, so we were looking for a bunch of my friends from my original uh, basic training. I went on uh, Facebook. I really don't use Facebook. I actually deleted it for deployment and then set it back up again to find one of my friends from basic training. Uh, Within like three hours of being on Facebook, she found me uh, and got in contact with me. Uh, at that time, we started to talk for a little bit, and then we started to uh, go back and forth between Colorado and New Jersey.
1: You started dating? Together. Yes. Yeah. How long did so, you date uh, at, the time at round we were two? Working,
2: uh, maybe five months. Okay. Probably from, like, I would say around September, we started talking. And then, you know, we after Christmas, we really didn't talk as much uh, because of an issue that happened between her and my aunt, I guess. So at that time, we were going back and forth between Colorado and New Jersey. Uh, Everything seemed somewhat normal. Um, We were working on cars together, uh, flipping cars, doing whatever, I would go to Colorado, work on cars at her house, she would be here, we would work on trucks and stuff together here. Um, And we got rid of a car, whatever, took the money, she said that I could use it towards the truck, the, the car we sold, we made like 1,200 on the 1,200 was like there was 550 for each of us. Um, the 550 I, I used towards the truck. She told me I could just use it for Christmas or whatever. Um, at that point, you know, Christmas time was there. I, I bought the truck. I paid 1500 bucks for the truck. Uh, I, I've given pictures of the truck of when I bought it and what the state it was in, uh, it was rusted out, missing parts. Uh, the bed was falling off of it, all types of stuff. It was just something that I could start with. Uh, so then at that point... Was did you end up time. selling that truck? Uh, I eventually sold the truck, yes. It How much for did a you sell years. the truck for? Uh, I got rid, rid of the truck for the same price. Uh, I, okay, I got rid of the the truck in a, in a package deal. I had another Jeep, which I sent pictures in of. I sold that and the pickup truck with the tr- pickup truck not running uh, for free for $3,800. Uh, 3800 the other truck was worth over two grand, the tires and wheels and all that stuff, I sold out extra. Um, so altogether it was $3,800. Uh, but when it was all figured, the price of the truck I sold it for exactly what I originally spent on it, which was 1500 And I also gave them extra parts that I had collected for the truck.
1: All right, I have um, a question for you. You guys break up over whatever you break up over. Uh, was it your choice or her yes. choice?
2: Uh, It was my choice more uh, because of my family. Uh, I was living with my aunt, my uncle at the time, going to school at night. And my aunt was letting me live there at the time. And the house rules were her rules. Uh, Christmas was, it was Christmas or Christmas Eve. Uh, She had gotten intoxicated, uh, drinking uh, screwdrivers or whatever. I left for a couple hours to drop off uh, Christmas cards or whatever. Uh, to a couple of the guys that I worked with. And at that point, I guess she was drunk and started a fight with my aunt or something. I'm not 100% sure. My aunt never really told me. Uh, she just told me that she didn't want her there anymore. Um, that with also uh, her ex-husband and the issues with her ex-husband. Um, what were Alicia the issues with the her, ex-husband? her ex-husband? Her ex-husband, uh, Alicia had the passwords to her ex-husband's uh, Facebook account and her brother or his brother... And him had planned on coming up to New Jersey, uh, stalking my aunt and uh, wanting to do bodily harm to my family members. Uh, She was aware of it and never told me until later on when I found out that she was still looking at her ex-husband's Facebook. Uh, There was more to the stories than i had actually known that I was led to believe also. So at that point, I figured for the safety of my family and myself. Uh, that it was better to just be away from all that, uh with the drinking and whatever else was going on. Mr. Robert, let me um, ask you a question. Do I, you owe
1: her any money?
2: I told her, Your Honor, uh, about the five fifty. I wouldn't even care. because uh, that was that was what's rightfully hers for the five fifty for the half of the money that we made that she said that I could keep. I don't care about that. That's fine. So you As acknowledge for, you owe her five fifty. Uh, what
1: about all this other amounts? The two thousand, uh the the twelve hundred?
2: No. no. Okay. No, 550 was what she do you did have any proof Christmas that he days. owes you
1: the money, Ms. Ms. Alicia? Like, did you ever get a promissory note? I assume the answer to that is going to be no. I have uh,
6: text messages over about nine months saying he's going to pay me back.
1: Well, let's look at that. I am a single mom who makes like half what you do and you've borrowed. Th- Maybe, th- Maybe that's what you should be thinking before you loan him the money, right? And uh, you've yeah. borrowed 3900 from me that I've put on credit cards. This is January 29, 2018. Your answer. I have a lot of bills. I don't know what to say, but I just said that to you the other day and you said you were fine. Not, what are you talking about? I don't owe you any money. I'll work on it ASAP. I don't make a lot compared to what it costs to live here. You won't talk to me. Yeah, don't seem that, to care like about I s- me. I don't know if you got back with your ex or what. Did you get back with your ex? Mr. Robert.
2: No, ma'am. Okay. No, your honor. I
1: don't talk to anybody. I go to school. I work. I stay in my cave. Well, I've got one last plane ticket for next weekend. Let me know if you want me to come. Did you actually go that next weekend or no, Ms. Alicia? No. Right.
6: And that was part of the issue over Christmas is I flew all the way down there and he knew I was coming. And then he took a job snow plowing the whole week. So he wasn't even there
1: for Christmas. Okay. I was all right. March 7th. Your Let's Honor. talk about this because I need to see what you're saying when she says she's so explicit in these texts. She says, I'm wondering when you're going to pay me back. Do you have a plan yet? Yes, I do. I don't have many hours, but I figure I will start paying mailing you next pay period. Not I don't owe you any money. Well, I'd like to be paid back. So a break. go ahead. What were you going to say, Mr. Robert?
2: At that point, I just wanted to be done with it. And I did, like I said, with the 550 or whatever. Well, but uh, it's not that 550 her, that and you're agreeing to. You're, to
1: agreeing to. you're agreeing to 3,900 in these texts. And a lot of times the texts don't even say that in my cases. The person will just say, when are you sending me some money? In this one, she actually puts 3,900 from me. And your answer is I have yeah, a lot of bills. The,
2: but like I said at the time, I was just saying whatever I could just to get it done with. Well, and that, it's that up it's to me to decide
1: it. if you're lying now because you don't want to pay her, or if this was the truth. That's my job, right?
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly thirty years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot
1: One of the things that a judge does is look at the text and see what a normal, rational person would respond to the thing he's being accused of. If someone texted me, you owe me $3,900. someone texted you, you owe me $3,900. What are you talking about? Right. That's what would be normal if you don't owe $3,900. But if you owe $3,900 but you can't pay it, then it might be, I have a lot of bills, I don't know what to say. That's the kind of thing that sounds like you know you owe $3,900, pal. It's like kind of, you know, let's see what you say later on. She asks for $650 a month so that you're paid back before the fall. You don't say. What are you talking about? I don't know you that much. You say I only make two thousand a month and rents eight hundred, so there's no way I can't do that. You know this. I'm seriously having an anxiety attack right now. Why would you have an anxiety attack? You're having an anxiety because attack
2: because I just it's wanted everything. Cause you know you owe it, it, and she's pressing the, you. The whole right? reason why. No, the problem was, Your Honor, was I was trying to be nice about everything, and still because we were still talking, like I wasn't trying. I like. I was in love with her and I didn't want to lose her. But the whole thing was with my family. So it was really bothering me. So I was trying to do everything I could to keep her around.
1: Okay, but March 8th, you're in two like, separate states. Do, All you need to do co- is say, oh. I don't owe you this money. I don't understand. You're in two separate states and, you, and here you text her, I'm going to give you money ASAP. Did he give you any money at that point? No, Your Honor. He was under a lot of stress. He had just
6: ripped his shoulder and he couldn't work. But I was still out the money.
1: I know you hate me and I have a million excuses. I'm trying, I swear. So if it was good enough for you, Mr. Robert, these cases are hard because, you know, you when you're together, it's like, here's more money, here's more money, here's more things I would never do. I would never want my daughters to do, but you can't, so it's usually the woman and boom and boom and boom. And then now here you are four years later trying to collect on it. There's no problem with the statute of limitations because there's text throughout. So that, that ends up reviving the clock so here we are now, all these years later, and you're finally suing him. I would look at you normally and say, you're out of your mind, lady. This is you guys were together, blah, blah, blah. But you've got the text where you confront him several times with the actual amount. And his answer is always, I know, I know, I've got to do something, I've got to do it. It's never, no, I don't, never. So if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. Statutory maximum is 3000 verdict for the plaintiff, 3000
4: So the plaintiff prevails. She's going to get that money after all. The, the uh, emails and messages clinched it for her. What do you think, Robert? you got to pay her.
2: I have, I have no hard feelings towards her or anything like that. I understand where she's coming from, and I have no problem with it.
4: I mean, were you surprised that she actually went ahead and sued you after all this? No,
2: I, I knew, well, because I know that she'd been talking to a lot of my friends through the years. Uh, she's still kept in touch with everybody. It was just, I think it's more of a jealousy thing now uh, because I'm, I'm like good. And I have my, my son was just born. So I think it had a lot to do with that, but I mean, I can't hold anything against her.
4: Well, uh, well, you do have to pay her. You, you should have paid her back. That would have been the honorable thing to do. All right. Alicia, um, was it tough to decide to sue him?
6: Yeah. Um, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think, uh, he would have paid me back if he could have. Um, it was hard to track him down for a long time. Um, I wish him the best. It was it was hard.
4: You'll, you'll get your money now. So good luck to you,
7: and congratulations. Doug, we've talked about this before. Uh, a lot of times there's a dispute, especially with exes, uh, whether something was a loan or a gift. In the law, there is a presumption that it's a loan, that when you give money to somebody, there is a presumption that they're going to pay you back. You can blow up that presumption, but you have to do it with clear evidence. For example, sending somebody a text saying, that was very thoughtful of you to give me the $1,500 as a gift. That would blow up the presumption, but you need something clear to do it.
8: My boyfriend and I were involved in a hit and run. We called the police, and after waiting two hours, the officers told us they don't take reports for accidents. We said, how are we going to report this to our insurance? And they said, "Uh, just let them know. They'll pay it. It's no fault. Well, they denied our claim. What do I do?
1: I'm at a loss as to why they would deny the claim.
8: I agree. It, makes it was no either sense. hit
1: or it wasn't. And if it's right. no fault, they have to pay it. I don't understand if her insurance didn't cover collision. Right. So that's why right. it's yeah, not covered. It right. would never have been covered.
8: Right. But um, the reality is it's not that unusual in some areas for the police either not to come for a couple of hours for a fender bender with right. no personal injuries or anything uh, or to tell you, ah, I we can't get there or we're not going to get there that. Doesn't prevent you from going to a police precinct
1: and filling out a report. You can always do that. Or even
8: online, they may allow it online in some areas. Right.
1: So Um, I would have to know why the insurance company denied her. I don't think it's because she doesn't have a police report. Because if she needs a police report, she can do exactly what you said.
8: Right. And you need to exchange information with somebody in a little minor property damage thing, insurance information, take some pictures or video. Well, anytime
1: anything happens, you should be. That phone in your pocket is not just for pictures of your food. Right. Okay nasty pictures it's also selfies so it's not just for selfies to show everybody how cute you are it is to document 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 Um,
8: we're all our own but
1: we're all our own cameramen yeah
8: yeah, pretty much but here's one more one more pro tip when the person that you have the little incident with gives you a phone number you might want to try it right and
1: make sure that the phone rings (laughs) in that person's pocket
8: this is the plaintiff samantha you
3: She says she dropped off 156 items of clothing at the defendant's dry-cleaning business. And he gave her clothes to someone else. That's right. For some odd reason. He donated all of her valuable clothes during the pandemic. This is outrageous behavior. And she's suing for the $5,000 she's now owed. This is the defendant, Randy... He says the plaintiff dropped off a large amount of clothes in September of 2019. And in February of 2021, he was cleaning out the place and noticed her clothes were still there. He told her to come pick them up, but she never did. And it's clearly stated on the receipt that he's only responsible for 30 days. So he owes the irresponsible plaintiff zero. He's accused of getting rid of a wardrobe. The defendant has bought a counter suit for $779.75 for dry cleaning and storage.
2: All parties, please raise your right hands.
7: Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that she dropped off 156 items of clothing at the defendant's dry cleaners, and they trashed her stuff, got rid of it, and now won't pay. But the defendant says the woman left her clothes in his establishment for almost two years, and she abandoned them. It's the case of the naked truth. Thank you, Douglas. You're okay,
5: welcome. Ms. Pugh, what happened here? Okay, I went to the, the finished dry cleaning business mm-hmm. to pick up my clothes. As I, when had, had you dropped? The, when had you dropped the clothes off? The clothes. So there were two sets of clothes. There was a. There were clothes that were there from December ni- of nineteen, and then there were clothes of twenty uh, nineteen. Yes. And it will close there from February of 20. Of, of 20? Of uh, 2020. Of 2020. 2020. Yes, okay. Yes. And how many so, pieces in total? 156. Okay. That's a lot of clothes. Between the two. Yeah, it's a lot of clothes. I typically, I've been going to the Defendant's Dry Cleaning um, and Laundry Mat for at least maybe three to four years. I usually do... A large, um, a large amount of clothes, given that I do them all in seasons. I'm a principal, so I go in and I do them in seasons. And that's an arrangement that we've had for the last three years.
1: All right. So you take some clothes December of 2019, some clothes in February of 2020. Yes. And, yes. and in total, it's
5: 156 pieces? In total, it's 150. Okay. Pieces. And then what happens? I went and um, so COVID happened. The stay-at-home orders happened. Um, they made a phone call, so I they made a phone call to me around mid uh mid February of this year to say to me, Your clothes are uh, we are switching over our system and we just want to give you a courtesy, which I thought was a courtesy call that your thing was. Wait, wait, here. wait, 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 stop a second. What happened between February of twenty twenty and February of
1: twenty twenty one? Because I know I right. I was there. I know what COVID, I know COVID yes. happened,
5: but COVID didn't stop me from picking up my dry cleaning. Um but, but- yeah. yeah, and I think that, and I think that's correct, Judge Million. But in uh, for us, we had strict stay-at-home orders in Nassau County. And when I called in about April or May, I said, "Are you guys open?" They said the laundromat is open, but not the dry cleaning. I said, "Okay." At which point, I took my daughter and I took my comforter to get washed and everything. And I said to them, "When are you, gonna, when are you guys going to um, be ready for dry cleaning?" And they said that we will contact you. So that was the last time. Okay, but if you to went time. to the laundromat, couldn't you just say, I want to pick up my dry cleaning? They said that it was closed. No, well, for here, new stuff, think, but can't you just pick up what's already ready? That, that is not what she communicated to me. I asked her. I said, there's things here. Can I drop? Are you guys open? And she said, no, we will let you know. I said, oh, are my clothes here? And she was like, I don't think that they're here. And I said, Okay. Well, I'll come back. When you guys open, let me know. So okay. she said, okay, we'll give Well, when you guys open, let me know. I mean, you've got clothes there since last, the year before COVID. <laughs> and so at absolutely.
1: what point, right, so absolutely. And you're, um, the, the strict orders, you're not going to school, right? The school's not open. Then it's summer. And so you got yeah. the whole summer to pick up your clothing. Then it's September. Did you all open in September of 2020 back no, to school? We, no. We, so, okay. So- when did you ever call them to pay them for the dry cleaning and pick up your clothes? They
5: gave me a call in February.
1: Okay, but what happened and between... Uh, okay, when did you go back to work? In, in September. Okay, but businesses were open before September of 2021.
5: Absolutely. Yeah. Right, so Absolutely. what efforts did you make to pick up your dry cleaning from 2019? I made, I made that effort. What effort? In 2019. At the effort when I, when I went and dropped my... Comfort is off. I asked them when it was open, okay. when they were going to be open. Okay. They said, we'll contact you. And the thing is that we're, we're in constant communication. We were before COVID and the switch over. I, I don't and- understand. When was it, when did your dry cleaners
1: reopen after March of 2020, um, uh, Mr. Randy?
9: Uh, we were never closed.
1: Oh, there you go. All right. All right. So the dry <laughs> cleaners were considered an essential business and you were never closed. Okay. Correct. Ever. 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 Okay, so when she's talking Ever. about going to the laundromat and being told at the laundromat, is the laundromat in the same place as the dry cleaning?
9: Uh, yes. We, uh, we send our, cl- our clothes out for the dry cleaning, okay. but they are returned to us uh, within three days.
1: So you farm out the dry cleaning. So if she brought you something in 2019 or in February 2020, it's going to be up there, right?
9: Within three days, yes.
1: Okay. And were you giving other people their dry cleaning? Yes. Did anybody have a problem getting their dry cleaning? Uh, no. Okay. So now now fast forward to February of 2021. You folks are switching systems, so you give her a courtesy call to please come pick up her dry cleaning.
9: Uh, yes. We called everyone who clothing was there for more than a year. And
1: what was it that you sent? You, what were the phone calls? What was the purpose of the phone calls?
9: Uh, to let them know their clothes will be donated on, uh, March the 4th.
1: Okay. And what did you think the purpose of the phone call where they call you and say, lady, you brought us stuff a year ago and, uh, you haven't picked it up now. And maybe you haven't picked it up because as you said, it was seasonal. You didn't really need it, but they kind of want you to pick it up. So tell me what was the purpose of the phone call you received saying you got to pick it up. We've got, we're changing systems. So you won't be able to locate your clothes.
5: So February twenty uh, February twenty first, they gave me a call to say that they're, um that they were switching over their system, and I said, okay. So what does that mean? So they said that um, we're not taking any action immediately. Immediately, we're making courtesy calls to everyone to let them know that it was here, so that you guys can get. Um, to the point where you can get in and get. I don't know, know what that, that awesome. means. If they're te- if they're pay- they actually paid somebody to make the phone calls. I don't think they're going to pay and somebody yet. to make the phone
1: calls to tell you you don't have to do anything. We're just calling you uh, no, to and, remind and you of high. something you know. Why? Yeah. How, how? That doesn't sound believable, well, Mister Mister have- Randy. Will you tell me what the purpose of the phone calls were again?
9: Uh, the co- the phone calls were made to everyone who had clothes there for more than a year to let them know that we were donating the clothes. Uh, come March 4th, if not picked up before then.
1: Okay. And you actually hired somebody to do that, right? Yes. I was hired, Noah Paz, and you have an affidavit from him saying he was hired to make phone calls to customers who haven't picked up their laundry or dry cleaning in over a year. I made calls to a host of people, including Samantha Pugh, on February 21st and again on February 28th to let them know by March 4th their clothing would be donated if not picked up. Can I ask you something? You say that all they did was call you and say, "Nah, we're just checking it." But you know, why would the dry cleaners call you and say, "Yeah,
5: and we're that, just checking in"? You don't have to do anything. We'll just keep calling that, you for that, years until. I mean, come on. I mean, I, and Judge Millian, I understand that question, but the thing is, there was not an urgency. He never said March fourth, and I explained to him. And, and the I ticket you get him, says have you have thirty days, and if you leave something there never, thirty days, you, it, it is gone. That's what the ticket you have says, right? Absolutely. So he called that. Well, they don't give us a ticket. They send an email receipt. So when he called, when he called, I said to him, cause I had just been in a major car accident. And I said to them, I can't. So when do you need me to come and, and get it? He said, I'm extended courtesy calls. I'm going to call back in another week. I asked him, what was the last day that I could come and pick it up because I'm unable to, to move. So he said to me, he was like, "Don't worry, I'm going to give you a call back next week, and I'll check in and see how you're feeling." And again, this is the type of relationship that I've had with the dry cleaner. He's like, "I'm going to call you back next week." Okay, who said that? This feel. is a kid he hired Which, to make the phone calls. That's who. Everyone. I had no. I had right, right, exactly. Okay, and, exactly. But why don't you just pick up your dry cleaning? Because I couldn't I was. Why don't you have it delivered? Why don't you have somebody else pick it up? That was not when I asked him, what was the options? He said, we will call you back. You're a principal
1: of a school. You know what the options are.
5: When do you donate
1: the, the clothes, Mr. Randy? Uh, March 4th. All right. And then when do you when does she, when do you hear from her to say she wants five thousand uh, dollars?
9: Probably a month after that.
1: So it's not until April, uh, and how do you, and what does she say when she reaches out to no. you? Uh,
9: I want my clothes, <laughs> and
1: uh and know she... I told her
9: we had them there for almost two years. Yeah, and we donated them.
1: Yeah, and did she? I did not. Did she leave one hundred and fifty-six pieces of clothing?
9: She left a lot of clothes. I, I'm not sure the exact count.
1: Was it summer
5: clothing, it Ms. Ms. Pugh? It was. It was summer into fall clothing. Right. And when he co- and when the gentleman or the kid or the so person called, that might be, I
1: guess that's why you and, didn't go pick up the clothing because you didn't really need it since you weren't working. But how does no, that actually, translate to he has to actually, pay you five grand?
5: Because one is I didn't call him a month later to demand the, the calls. I let the person know on February 28th when he called again, I was like, I have been in a car accident. I don't have anybody here. I'm by myself. I don't have anybody here. What are the other options? He said, I was like, and so he's like, call back. I said, okay, well, let me see what I can do. I called back. I said, I have somebody who can come and pick them up. In fact, they'll drive me there because now I can can walk and I can do all these things because I got into a car, a major car accident on uh, January 7th. And I explained this whole thing to him on February 28th. And I said, I will be there next week because I will be able to, walk and then i will get somebody to bring me there the gentleman said okay that's no problem when i got to the uh before i call, before i got there i called to confirm the young lady who always works there who i always deal with she said to me well the clothes will be ready when you get here i said perfect so i came and i said to, and she was really frightened when she saw me and i said is everything okay and she said are you okay i said yes i'm actually i'm feeling a lot better where are the clothes and she said to me I don't think that they're here. And I said, well, I just spoke to you and you told me, I spoke to you guys twice and you reassured me one to let you know that I would be there in a week and two that I was coming the next day. And both of those times you reassured me that the clothes would be there. So she said, and she got really nervous. It started to sweat. And I said, okay, well, where are the clothes? She said, I don't know. And I said, well, what do you mean? You don't know. She said, I don't know. They're not here. So I said to her, well, what do you mean they're not there? When did they get picked up between the, between the, the, the time I spoke to the gentleman on the phone? And we all agreed that I could come. I'm going to need you to prove the time. last thing you just said. You know how that last that, sentence is that you you operate by
1: different rules. You don't have to abide by the, hey, 30 days and we're donating it. Where where they tell you don't worry about it, we'll hold your clothes for you. The affidavit that he's given me from the gentleman who made the calls doesn't say that. He says the opposite okay, of that. Well, so what well, I all have, I, I have, need, have, what I'm going to need from you is proof yeah. that you didn't have to abide by the March fourth deadline, which was a very generous deadline considering it's supposed to be thirty days after. They drop-off.
5: never gave me Judge Million. No, I'm, I'm going to need you to
1: prove that they that that they somehow you know. I don't know, an, an email, a letter, something, you know, something. But you're wanting me to, you're, you're trying to persuade me that the common rules of logic, number one, and the rules of the game in this industry, number two, and the rules of this dry cleaner that was emailed to you, number three, um, and the, the rules that would appear to exist based on Noah Paz's affidavit, number four, that they don't apply to but you. I- which is fine if you can prove that, because watch this. Mr. Randy, did anybody ever tell her that she could just come when she wanted?
9: Uh, no.
5: Okay. So I can, okay. Now I have a witness. Uh-huh. I have a witness who was there with the conversation, because I had it on speakerphone, because my daughter was the one who was going to take me there. They never said more forth. Okay, sure agree uh, on and I'm not saying hold that on one they second your daughter your day, daughter was the one who was taking you there so
1: she's a witness right. to the phone call when on the day that she was going to take you there where the lady says we'll have it ready for you the day before absolutely the no, day we'll before. have it ready all for right but that yes. lady clearly doesn't know what she's talking about because by then it's March but I didn't what? know that because, no I know right And because because that's March I don't know that
5: because that's March 12 employee that's March what that was about that was around March 1st or March 2nd and I and the reason no. I have a day when did you got given me the, just a second.
1: You say it was March 1st or March 2nd that your daughter yes. took you to go pick up the clothing. Correct. Yes. All right. Do yes. you have um, proof of when the clothing was donated, Mr. Randy? Uh,
9: yes, uh, we donated it. March 4th. March 4th to uh, a homeless. Uh,
5: correct.
1: March 4th. And
5: when I I called the Better Business Bureau and according to Better Business Bureau and the Lords of Nassau County, they also said that I had six months. So when I began to talk like that, that's when things started to change because I didn't know. Wait, who told you you had six months? Wait, stop, stop. Who told you you had six months? I looked up blue York uh, dry cleaning laws, so it says six months after, and they have to do their due diligence. When I did eventually get in, you don't touch think it's due them, diligence I, to hire somebody to call you and say you got to pick up your stuff? I think no, I do, I think it's due diligence to do that, but I also think it was bad customer service to agree with me. That that's the part you gotta prove. He
1: says nobody agreed that with you. He says
5: that is not his policy. That's not what he paid
1: this person to do. That the person was there to make phone calls and tell everybody you gotta pick it up. So now I just want you to prove that part. Prove the part where me twice. Right? They're calling you twice not to scratch an itch. They're calling you twice to tell you to pick up your stuff, and you got there too
5: late. But the thing is, had they Ms. told me Pugh, that it was under any... Ms.
1: Pew, yes. I'm not going to order this man to pay you $5,000 for clothes that you left there for almost two years, for a business that never closed. Okay? I'm not going to do if that. Why I was that... And I, and and I, and I, I know why you didn't pick produced. it up with all due respect, Ms. Pew. I'm sorry, but you know it, it kind of stands to reason that the reason you didn't pick up your summer clo- to fall clothing is because you weren't working um yet at the school work, so it remote, stayed in 2020 right. right so it stayed in 2020 then you wore sweatpants like the rest of us it. it stayed in 2020 stays in 2019 stays in 2020 but, you but don't pick million, it up you know, okay million, now i, I have to a to counterclaim work. against you for $685 for storage fees why storage fees
9: well we kept them for almost <laughs> two years <laughs> so picking up space
1: yeah Right. But nobody ever agreed to pay storage fees, did they? No. Right. Okay. And then you want your dry cleaning fee. Well, that's interesting. You want the 94.75 of the dry cleaning fee because you dry cleaned it.
9: Yes. We did pay a third party to do the actual dry cleaning.
1: Okay. Ms. Pugh, you left stuff there for two years. Okay. That's the bottom line. You're not on a good legal ground. You're just not. You know, I'm sorry that you're in this position, but when you leave dry cleaning at a dry cleaner's for a year and a half taking up their space, a year and a half, almost two years, taking up their space. You know, and it's a big shocker that they got rid of it at some point after you admit that they called you twice. Your your best argument is, what, but they told me that not to worry about these phone calls because I'd be able. Well, that doesn't stand to reason because the point of the phone calls is to worry you. So you have the very hard job of persuading me that the rules don't apply to you. And you have nothing in writing from them. And they're denying that anybody ever gave you a pass. And you really don't strike me as somebody who was too worried about the clothing because You weren't using it yet, and you hadn't picked it up in two years. So, I am not ruling in your favor for $5,000, and ironically, I am ruling in his favor for the $94.75 because you hired him to dry clean, and he dry cleaned. So, he's the one who's actually out the money. That's my verdict.
4: Well, instead of getting $5,000 from the defendant, uh, the plaintiff has to pay the defendant some $94. Y- you know, Ms. Pugh, I know you're shocked at this, but number one, $94 to pay for dry cleaning for 156 items. That sounds cheap to me. You, am, am I well, right? It was, it, what do you think?
5: <laughs> yeah, I think it, it, it that sounds cheap, but I believe that it was, yeah, that sounds about cheap for 156 club, um, items of clothing.
4: Well, you're going to have to go buy a new wardrobe. You're out 156 <laughs> That's items. That's
5: what it looks like.
4: <laughs> That's a lot of clothes. I'm sorry a for you. A whole lot of clothes. Maybe you learned a lesson. Maybe you learned a lesson now. Don't do that again. Okay?
5: No, don't take people's <laughs> 156 for They tell you that you have time. Wow. Don't take people's work for it. Get in right. writing. That's what I learned.
4: Wow. No, okay very good you've learned something about this Randy let me ask you is that all you charge for dry cleaning for hundred and fifty six items less than hundred dollars
9: oh well we're very competitive and uh I don't believe it was hundred and fifty six items or we would have definitely charged more
4: oh, okay all right well anyway you're off the hook you're gonna get that money ninety four dollars from her I'm sure you're satisfied
7: oh uh, yes because you know what yes, I'm 000. satisfied
4: all right thank you very much I think you may have lost thank the you. customer though
7: so we've talked about this before, Doug, that there are different laws regarding abandonment. Uh, if there's no stated abandonment rule in a deal like this one, uh, there is a stated rule. And the stated rule is you got 30 days to pick up your clothes. As long as that is made clear in the dry cleaning establishment, and that happens to be kind of a common practice, when you wait more than 30 days, if they choose to get rid of your stuff, you are going to be out of luck. So keep track of your clothes and don't let it go beyond 30.
1: You mentioned the television show, The
8: Office, a lot. What are your favorite episodes? Oh my gosh, we watch that show constantly.
1: I've seen every, I would say we've seen every episode four oh, or five times.
8: I bet you we spent 5,000 hours watching that. Yeah. It's just constant at our house. We watch it all the time and our kids love it too. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the writing is so good and Steve Carell is right. comedic genius. Yeah. And um, favorite episodes? too many to choose from i'm gonna say
1: diversity day
8: diversity day is great
1: that's that was episode two i think Yeah,
8: it was an early episode scott's tots
1: scott's tots great one where he had he had told a fourth grade class he'd pay for their college education because he assumed he'd be rich by then
8: right and then they were
1: all thinking they're getting their college education graduating
8: or whatever it is and he's he doesn't have two nickels to rub together (laughs) right yeah but it's so funny because you and I, uh, sometimes we just, we speak back and forth in in lines and cliches from that show. I take the show so seriously that my iPad, uh, I've been carrying this around. These stickers are actually getting a little worn out. They now, are getting a little worn out. I've got Kevin here with the chili. I've got Stanley playing basketball. Yeah. So yeah, I do love The Office. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little too much.